What is up, music junkies? Thank you for tuning in today and happy new year. This is our first episode of the year, and we are very excited to have Lauren Light with us today. I know I'm excited to be here, you guys. First thing of 2021. So Thanks I know for having me. I know we already talked about this, but how was your new year's? How did you spend it I during mean, COVID? Man, it was lit. Like I just <laughs> it was lit. sat under a blanket and like sit channel surfed uh it was great you know nothing like it now usually i'm used to doing a ton more on new year's and like going out or playing a show but you know this year it was like uh literally netflix and chill chill by myself so yeah hey i mean sometimes <laughs> sometimes you know those days help you unwind oh and, yeah definitely i mean i agree granted with covid i've pretty much had every night like that but <laughs> so i've unwind <laughs> i'm completely unwind <laughs> <laughs> so, love it same same first question is how did you get started in music oh gosh uh how did i get started in music so i've always wanted to do music so um i guess starting out i actually got like an internship um right out of college so um i went to college for music business and songwriting so i guess i don't know if that's the way to get into how i started but well, I mean, that. definitely an advantage to have so that's freaking awesome so kudos yeah i loved it i went to berkeley and it was it was a great experience but like before then let's actually start there i actually <laughs> had a project in high school where i had to intern um and do something i want to do for my career so i'd always wanted to do music i'd sang and but you know i just sang in my room and like so i went to find someone locally that was doing music full-time and i got to intern with them and for the project i had to start my own band so i like made a whole entire album for high school and it, it I, I loved it and um actually then enrolled into college and then just kind of went from there got an internship after that working for like a music business company uh, where i booked a lot of national acts for like country and beach which i'm not like the hugest fan of but okay. <laughs> you know and then it just kind of went on from there because um yeah so that was a very big sum up i don't know if that answered your question at all when well when did you <laughs> when did you find the talent like when did you discover oh hey i could sing i'm pretty good at this i'll be honest like i was writing songs when i was like six years old like i don't know i just kind of came out of the womb like loving music so i guess i would say the first thing would be piano I, I started taking piano lessons at like six years old um because it was a thing in my family uh everyone took piano no one's musically inclined but everyone had to take piano i who knows? But I loved it. And I would love to like sing along with it. And I would start writing my own songs, uh, you know, about the cat and just stupid songs. But it was just the <laughs> fact that I would just write continuously. Um, so I think that's probably where I got started. And then I just started kind of researching and figuring out how I could do this live. I got into theater so I could perform live for people and like just wherever I could place myself. So after that, you know, have you done any musicals? <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did a ton of musicals. Ironically, I haven't done uh, theater in a long time. Um, but yeah, it was like one of those things when you're growing up, you don't really know how to get into music being in the South where I am. There's not really much you can do. So I was like, well, how can I position myself into a place where I can perform somewhere? So theater was in that vein. And then I started realizing not that I don't love theater music, but I loved pop music. And I loved like rock music as well and so i started like i said going into like different bands and uh, found cover bands where i was like do you need a singer like you know and it just eventually started you know going into its own thing so by time like i said graduating college 
um, I was ready to kind of start my own, um, my own thing. So yeah, that, that's awesome. a better so answer gotta... than before. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I got a question for you. So yeah. I was, I, I like Mario listened to basically everything as well. And you know, your music is pretty awesome. And I, I like how you're, you were artistic with that someone you loved and someone like you song you released about nine months ago. Yeah. Um, that cover. Oh my gosh. I was listening to it and it was really interesting the way you guys were able to match that. And I really liked how y'all harmonized, uh, harmonized, harmonized together. <laughs> That's Harmon a new word. I love it. No, I, I love doing like mashups. So I don't know. Anyway, did like take two kind of songs and like mesh them together. I love that. And the guy that's in that video, William Neesmith, we co-write all the time. So we're all the time trying to level up music and confuse our brains singing mashups. So that makes me happy. I love mashups. <laughs> and I went back even farther and oh, I stumbled no. across this song called Light in the Dark. <laughs> that is old. Yeah. That I is old. Seven years ago. But yeah. I mean, I thought it was actually really great as well. Um, I don't... I know we're kind of just going back, but so who were some of your inspirations for that time, you know, for, for... that was actually like one of the first albums I did. Uh, that song actually is one of my favorites, even though I kind of took it down from Spotify and everything, but I liked it because at that time I was having a problem with trying to be an over perfectionist and going into the studio and like having something crafted and ready to go. <laughs> and, uh, on that like album, I decided, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go into the studio and whatever comes out, I'm going to write it and leave. So literally those songs were like written, recorded, and like I had to leave. Like I wasn't allowed to change anything. And that song in that day, I was kind of like going through a transition in life where I was like with someone for a long time and then we were ending things. So like the childhood, you know, everyone yeah, has their, um, their high school, heart, hot childhood, sweetheart. Yeah. Thing. And I was with the dude for like eight years. So it was oh like from God. 13, to, like a long time over dude. So it was like that thing of finding myself again and like finding new friends, finding new whatevers. And I kind of came into the studio that day and uh, it was just like all these feelings flooded out. <laughs> and I love that song for that reason. Uh, probably in that time, uh, as far as influences wise, cause I went off track. Um, I loved like growing up like Alanis Morissette and that kind of thing and like Queen and Black, like a lot of female almost rock artists which is really funny I didn't really go into rock vein myself but I loved like listening to like pop rock artists at that time and Kelly Clarkson so like I think it all kind of flew through that veins of just writing really raw and honest lyrics during that time probably yeah that's that's great okay. <laughs> no, like it's fantastic. Um, and a lot of musicians, uh, I, I think, see it more as like showing uh, the vulnerability. And I think that's good. And a lot of people can connect with that. And I think that is a good audience to tap into because there are people struggling with similar issues and whatnot. And so when they when they kind of find something that speaks to them, they're like, you know what? I like that. And there are a lot of songs that you've released that I'm just like, dang, girl. All right. That's <laughs> got me in my mm, feels, right? Feel it, gets I'm also, you, I'm it gets you. I'm over here feeling it. Here, I'm like, dang. <laughs> I'm like, this is, this is nostalgic. And I, I really, I find it, it's, how would you say? You are an artist. Okay. That, that's, that's the word for it. Um, but as far as your uh, inspirations, you know, it kind of reminded me of a little Faith Hill, you know, back in the day and uh -huh. maybe uh, my old man heard it too. Cause I was, I was researching of course. And he said, mm -hmm. Trisha Yearwood. And I was listening uh -huh. to some of her songs too. And I hear it. 
so that must be like on all the old stuff too that's a, that i hate to say it that's actually the reason why i took them all down for spotify <laughs> no um okay and i, I don't I, mean to like brush up on that but no those were <laughs> those were awesome but you know like take uh take me as i am was was a yeah. pretty fantastic one as well uh, that one on that album you're opening uh, up well. old wounds, Jake. I'm done. <laughs> she got no, rid of those. School, yeah. But I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at like the evolution, you know, long term, and yeah. it's like, holy shnikes, man! You like came from here, and you're here, and I'm like, dude, I don't know where I would be able to to categorize your niche or put it into something, but it seems like you're really versatile. That's yeah. that's my point. I love that. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, it's. I always feel like it's evolving, and that was one of those because uh, I started getting in spotify like similar artists even though i like loved those songs i just felt like mm -hmm. that was like a a package where it was like that was the chapter and i like you got closing, it all out in the album closing the chapter. and then yeah. closed it i do love that album though like i said that's that whole entire album was the one where i went to the studio every day and take me as i am was the title track and like man like if i get to perform that live that's always like one of those heartstring ones but yeah i, I like to make people cry it sounds like <laughs> <laughs> So make people feel <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're talking about, you know, your older stuff. Let's talk about your newer stuff. I want to yeah. <laughs> know where the inspiration came from for you're um, not my boyfriend. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. Uh, this song actually came out of a whole conversation with a group of friends at the very first of like January, we were all talking about like these just inbox messages we kept getting from these dudes that were just, like we didn't know them we weren't friends but like instead of just being like weird pickup lines they were like just weird and you would be like trying to be nice and we had this whole conversation with a couple guys and they're like what well, we never get any things like that and one of the guys that was in the conversation is a good friend of mine that's a producer and he thought the thing was just so funny because we started sharing screenshots and all these things from I, I've gotten some weird things in my inbox. Let me just, you know, like puppet things, like just, you know, weird. What the fuck? Uh, and you like, they, they speak to you sometimes, like some of these people, like you are in a relationship somehow. And I, like, I have never personally met them. So um, the whole song just span of the producer that was in the talk with me, wrote me the next day and said, this was such a weird combo. I had like this lyrical idea after you were like, um, talking about it and i said oh, they're just not my boyfriend like i don't know how many times yeah. i can tell them like they're not it they're weird uh and so he wrote <laughs> me and he was like i have this hook it's like i'm not my boyfriend you know like and i was like what is this so we hopped on a call and i think wrote the song in like 30 minutes because it was just more of this hilarious in the moment that's freaking yeah. awesome and it was just supposed to be for fun and he was trying out some new production like you know things that we could do and I actually love the song so much. I was like, I think this should be like the album title because the whole album has a whole theme to it too, which actually doesn't relate to that song at all, but it kind of encompassed it. So that's just that song that's just sassy and just satire and it's funny. And so, well, yeah. Well, the music story. the music in that is so, yeah. it's like so deep. <laughs> like I, the music just got me feeling like whoa, and then the lyrics are "You're not my boyfriend." I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a combo. It's just like that weird feeling of trying to tell someone off that you've tried to be nice to, and it's like I don't, I don't really know how else to say it. So, so I'm gonna say it in this weird song. <laughs> can you can I, you read out the weirdest message you've gotten? <laughs> I will tell you the weirdest message. Right. I actually had someone. <laughs> we'll see if they see this. Um, <laughs> They started sending me claymation figures that they made that look like me. 
and it was like good morning and then one was like good night and like so you know that was probably the winner of the whole conversation oh my so, god cringe yeah, that's some voodoo some, shit <laughs> it was weird. yeah i was so concerned i was like please say like if i'm mean about this and be like don't write me that they'll like stab it <laughs> uh, and then you're gonna feel it in your chest <laughs> i know now they're gonna know the songs about them <laughs> Oh my God. I'm kidding. No, but that's probably the weirdest one I've ever got. Yeah. You know, when you get your standard, you know, weird ones. Well, you, like, get, you get your standard, like, fuck boys, right? Like, all the yeah, time. Yeah. That, obviously. I figured most people could probably relate to that part of the story. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, even even if, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're pretty big, you have a large following. Even with the females that have small followings, they always get those oh. creeper guys. Um, for sure you know i've I'll heard stories DMs, of man. Bad. creepers <laughs> requesting feet pics from you know that was actually one of, of the friends. other girls uh that was her thing and um she was talking about that and she was like well how much and she's like i'm just kidding um so funny but yeah that's ironic that you hey, said that that was hey, part I mean, of the story they're paying i mean <laughs> so what about Shit. band-aid what can you tell us about that one so band-aid is actually probably more what the new album's about um actually I'd written that song um, just about, it was about a relationship I was in. And I already knew that the person was going. They were gone. They were there. And I was holding on to something that had already let go. And, you know, when you're in that position where you're just like, I wish if they were just done, they could just like rip it just, off like a band-aid. Yeah, like, it would be so much easier on me because, me. Yeah. you know just, what I mean? So yeah. I wrote that song because it was like, I'm going to hang on. Um, but if you're done like let's just like you have to do it because this is too much for just me cut it. yeah yeah so that's that whole entire song and i i i think a lot of people can relate to that and so that's the whole hard, album hard that's coming love. out yeah. yeah it's like the whole uh process of like that and to like being in a breakup getting out of it and then coming out stronger and then just being more empowered by like being by yourself um before exactly. you get to someone else so yeah band-aid that's kind of what it's about, and I, it's probably one of my one of my favorites on the new album. So yeah. So you're you're writing this new album, and so you said Band Aid is mostly what the kind of the album is about. Can you tell us a little more? Yeah. So that's why I picture not my boyfriend as the title of the album because it it literally is it's about a breakup where it's like the before the breakup, you know, it's about to happen. The feels that you get while you're in it. So like a lot of the songs are very very. Uh, raw as usual yeah. um so it kind of goes to that battle of you know losing someone even if it's not like physically um mm -hmm. and then like coming out stronger um so yeah that's the whole entire thing and there's there's a lot more fun tracks in it as well because after you're not my boyfriend i love that we have another one called i got a text from my ex which is hysterical it's kind of in that same vein but you know when someone breaks up with you after months and months and they text you uh out of the blue yeah. So oh, like that song and it's like want to throw my phone up. against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> but then it, it has songs Man, like there's a song. I only got called... mean things texted at me from Oh my, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, let me tell let me tell you, Jake's oh my God. Oh. <laughs> I feel like this album's for you. <laughs> I know. Jake, Jake is gonna relate to this album more than yeah, anyone. Yeah, that's so so I was like, dang girl, you're like get me all fucked up over here. I'm gonna try to no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no you're gonna like that song for real it's funny uh i was trying to think what some of the other ones are um like too bad so sad like there's a whole bunch of just they're just all very conversational what you go through the motions so there's like really fun songs that are satire but then there's like some really like deep in my feels might as well just go cry <laughs> just that's go the cry. point of music you're supposed I mean, to make yeah, your listeners feel it's supposed to shit, feel you know? like feel, yeah you know? 
It's a real filler. So thank so. you for not staying away from that, but God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> God damn it. You're going to make Jake cry <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I'll send you pictures. Jake. I'll send you the ugly cry pictures he sent. That'd be great. Uh, when he's listening to <laughs> So that should be a chill. I, I want to go back to because you're not just a musician. You yeah. founded a business, and can you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, yeah, 206? definitely. Yes. So I actually am a co-owner of a sync licensing agency, and it's based out in California. So there's four of us. I'm the only one on the East Coast. Everyone else lives in Los Angeles. But what we do is pretty much place music and TV, film, and advertisements. So it's really cool, and it you know takes me as an artist as well and gets to incorporate that into kind of a different world. So as we were talking about earlier, I love doing genres. Uh, just completely different ones. And a lot of times as an artist, you kind of have to stick to a brand. So with having the company, it's fun because besides us signing other artists, I get to do a whole bunch of different genres and I have a whole bunch of different like pseudonyms. So like I have like a, a completely trailerized pseudonym. I have like a sassy trap pseudonym, like just some <laughs> off the wall. Yes, sassy trap is a thing now. Um, oh, I'm making okay. it. Um, but you know, for I'm Abby, making like, it. <laughs> So you heard it here first, but yeah, yeah so right the now. company, uh, we place a lot of music for a TV film and do custom stuff for ads. So, yeah. So is that so how you got on Runaways? It is. So yeah, that's how that Marvel placement happened. And that one's really cool. So as you can tell from Run, the song, it's not a, I hope it's not about a personal experience because that would suck. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I, um, I cannot relate. <laughs> Let me tell you. I cannot. Yeah. So I, I Lauren. Um, I don't mean to cut you off. No, Bob, go for it. Would you share with us what your writing process usually looks like when you're coming out with a new song? Yeah, um, honestly, after the one tactic we were talking about earlier about writing whatever I feel and leaving, mm-hmm. I like that so much. That's kind of become my new mantra. So a lot of times I actually write over uh, Skype just because a lot of people I write with, I write with people like in Boston, Italy, um, Los Angeles. I don't really write with a ton of people in North Carolina, which is funny. Um, we get on a call. Um, there's a couple top lines that we kind of have ready um, song wise. And then we just pretty much like write a song within the hour. So I usually come to the table with some like ideas or like I said, the conversation we had um, where something kind of happened and um, that kind of sparks an idea or like a hook line. But usually I tend to like to write a song in an hour to two hours. I know that's oh really God. weird, but I just recently it's just my songs come out so much better if I don't overthink them. It sounds yeah. like an effective way to write music yeah. and get it I'm, released I'm though, so for sure. Though, like, holy cow, I, you have multiple, <laughs> like a team. Yeah, well, like before, so speaking on that past album, most times I would release five songs a year or I could only like write five to 12. And like, because I was just overthinking it, thinking about what metaphor could I use and whatever. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then now it's just like, I can just come out I think since this quarantine, I've done like 250 plus songs. So it's like, it just so much faster. Let's dive a little deeper on that. Um, <laughs> well, that is a pretty fast pace to release them. So how do you, how do you sit and find those melodies within your song that you're going to follow and like your hook? Yeah. I'm going to be honest. If uh, you ever see me, um, I literally just like pull my phone up and I don't listen to a song before it's played. So a lot of times the producers bring like a full track that's kind of structured and I'll just pull up my phone on the first listen go like, and I just like hum a melody. Usually like the first 
to third time, whatever like was the initial melody minus some tweaks, usually is kind of where it goes. Uh, okay. I feel like that's my strong suit is actually melodies over everything. Um, so yeah, usually it's like just a whole bunch of mumbly um, melody ideas. That's how melodies usually come out. <laughs> All right. I mean, it makes sense. You got a piano too, so it's probably helpful to yeah. have that. But, oh I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, but no, um, no, that's really interesting. I, 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 my my family make fun of me if I try to do that in the phone. <laughs> oh my gosh, you should see. So like my voice memos on my phone. If someone ever pulled up my phone and heard like, what is wrong with her with no music behind it (laughs) oh yeah there's never music behind it (laughs) that's the better part so they'll probably think it's like morse code or something you know or not morse code whatever (laughs) they say but yeah it's it's a mess yeah that makes me very envious though that you literally takes you one hour to write or like a split second to like just come up with something i've been writing music since when did we start a band jake what 2010 how old were you like 16 going on 17 i was like 15 16 yeah okay it still takes me days and days and days to get a song the way i want it you've been working on music for about a decade or more dude yeah and i i can't i can't sit down in an hour and finish it i'm not in it I can't. Too many obligations. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's been within the last couple of years. Like before that, that was not a thing. But I think just really like forcing yourself to do it, and you get a little better too. Especially when you have to leave the table with a song that just is not is not the best. <laughs> like you set really thick deadlines. Okay, I cannot yeah. miss this. I have to do it. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and it's your livelihood too, right? I mean, oh yeah, you, you're surviving on music and. If you don't, then you don't get it paid. I mean, you don't get any money. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so that's why that's ha- that's pretty much my whole livelihood, especially now since touring is not a thing right this second. So yeah, I kind of just gotta pump them out. And the thing is too, especially if it's for clients, you can pump out a good like here's the idea, and if they don't like certain things, then I can go back and tweak it, which is nice. But it kind of just gives them the outline. Yeah. So. So talking about touring, what have you done? Where have you played? What are your favorite shows? Oh, tell me um, everything. Okay. <laughs> hear uh, these deets. Honestly, uh, before this year, touring was my main livelihood. Um, so I do a lot of college shows. So I'm in the college market, which means I get hired to play a lot of the different colleges around the U.S. and Canada. Um, so I did a lot of that. So like I've played almost all 50 states, I'm pretty sure. Not Hawaii or any of those. But um, so I used to be on tour pretty much 24-7 and played a lot of stuff like that um, with my duo and then the full band. We do a lot of festivals and fairs stuff, which no full band shows this year. It's so sad. Um, But yeah, so like I think before this year, it was like like 800 plus shows. So like that was like my thing. And like every like five nights a week, I'd be playing locally. I'd be like touring. And like that was like the hustle. Um, So yeah, I've played played a good amount of places but like i said my bread and butter was like the college market and like the festival market so i can imagine how upset you are with covid (laughs) it's okay it's okay i've played so i've done a couple like virtual shows so i've been fortunate enough to uh, have some colleges like bring me on virtually um like playing their instagram which is like crazy to me i'm like that's fine (laughs) yeah no it was it was fun but you know it's so much different than just like thriving on live entertainment and being with a crowd. Yeah. My favorite's probably, 
yeah my favorite's full band shows i don't get to play those as much because like when we're flying out places it's a lot easier uh for me and my guitar player just to go and i just pretend like i can't play piano because there's no way i'm hauling that onto an airplane so <laughs> i'm like what piano um so <laughs> yeah so that's kind of touring wise so i miss it i haven't really got to play because like i said before covid it was non-stop i think january through march uh it was like show after show after show and then like march hit i was in colorado and had to be like flew back in and then i've just been like stuck in north carolina for months so you haven't yeah. you haven't even you know making the trip out to la or anything no it's so sad that's why i was saying i was so jealous of you before the call because i haven't been out to la and that's where my company is so that's been sad Uh, i did get one show in florida randomly so i was there for school but like when you play now you have to i had like what was called like a covid kit so i had to wear like a mask for the whole show oh my gosh no, yeah. well, you know what's worse is when you try to sing and it goes into your throat and you go, oh. <laughs> oh. I did that so many times during the show that I almost got myself like in fits of giggles because I could not contain it. I was like, and they were so far from me, so there was no way. But yeah, it's what, been an adventure. What do you think about <laughs> driving shows, though? Driving shows? Oh, I actually really don't mind it. Uh, the worst one I ever did was like a... I think the furthest I go is 16 hours usually, um, if it has to be like especially full band stuff. But yeah, it's tiring. Uh, a lot of times I just pretend like I'm the worst driver, so my bandmates will want to drive. <laughs> I'm the worst. I don't. Uh, I love like riding in a car. Uh, that's great. <laughs> hit the curb. Oopsie. Oops. <laughs> I can't and then drive. Like, Get, I can't. Oh, I'm losing control of the vehicle. My bad. <laughs> I've done it. I don't even feel mad. <laughs> not that bad, hey, if they watch this, they're going to be like, oh, Hannah, <laughs> she's I driving know. for the rest of the year in 2021. Wouldn't that suck? Hopefully they don't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't mind. Uh, I've recently, um, I I have like a limit of like six or eight hours now just because I don't know if, I assume you guys have traveled that far. It's like 16 hours is just a nightmare. Um I get my knees, my, I'm, I'm getting old, my knees can't half, handle I thought that. I was die. <laughs> well, you know, especially as a musician, you think you're saving budget, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to save so much money, but you know, it's not really worth it. The more you do it, you're like, wow. Gas and time and everything is just, meh. No. Yeah, sometimes you can just, you know, get a frontier flight, you know, force yourself into like this compartment and just, you know, <laughs> so much yeah. cheaper. So, or rent an instrument. Sometimes you kind of make a change, but yeah. So, sixteen hours, I think, has been my longest drive. So, mm-hmm. New Hampshire. Uh, it, geography is my worst subject. You oh, t- <laughs> so it's like uh, wow, it, it's close to Canada, like at the very top. So it's okay. like all the way to the right, and it's like a, yeah. If I'm describing this wrong, I'm pretty. I'm pretty positive. You're pretty positive. <laughs> That's that does not sound positive. See, at all. And this is why they don't let me drive either, because if <laughs> they let me, we'd be in a different state. I'd be like, I told you. You'd uh, be in Arizona and be like, hey, where are this cactus coming from? Well, oh, easy ain't that bad. Cacti, cactus. You gotta look out for them dirt roads and the gravel, that's all. <laughs> Arizona, so you know, we live I live in San Diego. I'm yeah. from, you know, Imperial County, which is right next to Arizona. So mm-hmm. If I were to drive from here to like Phoenix, it's literally yeah. the most boring 
drive you could ever imagine. It's literally just dirt. On the, it's not just dirt. There's it's, cacti. There's tumbleweeds. There's uh, tumbleweeds. <laughs> endorsement that... here. <laughs> no. There's so much. Arizona sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's the most boring drive. So we, I would go to. We played a, sh- a few shows in Phoenix, Tucson, mm-hmm. and Ooh. I just hated driving out there. You know, we were have a van in our trailer because we mm-hmm. were we were a metal band so we had to carry all our amps so our drums hell metal stuff. of that taking a four-hour boring drive oh my god it... metal music's great though <laughs> i mean it was great at the time now it's not great anymore i think metal you know and that genre went woo, downhill and people yeah. were are going more into you know pop rap uh, stuff like that, which, you know, I don't blame him. I still listen to metal music, but I don't listen to it like I did back then. Back then, it was just yeah. nonstop metal, hardcore, you know, all that. And now it's like, I listen to more rap. Nice. And, you know, I listen to more rap. And I actually make rap music now rather than metal music. So it, I, I see the transition. Yeah. But I love it. Anyways, so about your podcast. So you have a podcast too, The Enlightened yeah. Musician. Tell us a little bit about that. So I'm a nerd. I love talking about music business stuff. Um, and actually, the main reason I started it, I had a whole bunch of people that wanted to sit down and pick my brain or like talk coffee. And I'm one of those like empathetic people. If I could like help every single person out and help them like form their business plan structure, I would. It's not realistic. So I was like, what could I do that would actually possibly help musicians and kind of help them kind of get their foot or knowing where different things um, and maybe getting them into like pick people's brains that are in the industry. So I, I started a podcast and brought a whole bunch of people on and we talk like tips on like music business um, and the different parts in the music world. So I bring different guests on. We took a little bit of a hiatus uh, because I did a whole entire season two on booking <laughs> and like COVID. So we wrapped it up. Uh, season two is actually about to come back out and it's going to be, you know, what you can do during like stuff like this so it's going to go into the sync world it's going to go into all the different worlds like songwriting vocal work all the other worlds so i'm excited yeah so it's it's definitely a music business podcast it's it's fun and i like talking and meeting people so it's like the best of both worlds that's awesome so you definitely you definitely are a nerd let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very nerdy <laughs> it really is i'm like the organization freak too like you yeah, it's okay. Hopefully someone benefits from it on the podcast. Oh, I'm, we'll I'm, I'm sure a lot of people would benefit. And we've had a lot of artists on here, actually, that ask us or, you know, talk about their main struggles or the business end of mm-hmm. the, you know, the industry. Because they're very, you know, they're very good at writing the music, the production of it and everything. But releasing it or marketing or you know doing all the stuff that you talk about in your podcast is pretty much their weakest point so you know of course we have a lot of artists that we're going to refer to that podcast and hopefully they can get something out of it and i'm sure they will i'm sure they will that would be awesome yeah that's the thing too you're talking about a lot of artists have talent like just overflowing with talent but if no one can hear that no one can see that you know it doesn't really matter so i'm with you it's like getting that business side the marketing side kind of up really can make some people's careers and i i I don't i just really want to help people do that so that's exciting that's cool that's awesome yeah so 
what uh, you know you're working on this new album when are we gonna get the full album what are you are you gonna just tease us with little singles or what come on spill the beans laura i know um the plan uh the next uh single is coming out mid-january the full album's coming out like the very first of february not sure of the exact date because this is like the first time i'm actually working with a pr company so i have to it's the craziest thing i'm so used to structuring and like everything organized um but they have to like release a single and see how the traction's going and like when the ebbs and flows so i have to kind of wait for them weirdest thing ever so i do know the next single it's going to come out in January and then two weeks following the full mm. albums come out. It's like 10, 10 plus songs. So yeah. And side note, uh, the guy that you were talking about on the somebody, somebody, uh, we're going to do a mashup of one of the original songs. So that's okay. going to be like on it. And I don't know, it's going to be fun. So early February. And I'm that's going to be a good song. I can tell you already. Cause I already love the way you guys harmonize together. Your voices are just, it's a good match. So Thanks. Good yeah. on that one. It's going to yeah, be a great gonna... album. It's going to be a great album. Let's be real. I know. I'm excited. And he's going to rap on it too, which is one of my favorite things as well. So. Oh, he raps? I'm going to go check him out after this yeah. too. Holy moly. He's multi-genre too. His stuff is legit. You'll have to check it out. But um, yeah, so he, the song Band-Aid, we're going to re re-release it with a remix of him rapping the second verse and doing mm. the call and response to it. So he's going to do the guy um, response to the song. Mm. And I'm stellar. He sent me a thing the other day and was just like, what do you think of this? If you want to use it. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Be good. Like... <laughs> If I could write raps like that, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Have you have you been so, um, doing any collabs with anyone else? Oh yeah, outside um, of your album, like. Yeah, I've definitely um, right now. I'm working on another trailer album that's going to be coming out with a company um, for some like this is random like purge type movies. So <laughs> they're way whatever. Um, another artist uh, is Dakota and um, he's actually based out of Florida. I'm going to be doing like a pop soul R&B out, al not album, but song with him. I have another guy that I'm working with, Joe Uzo. Like it's going to be some stuff, a lot of pop uh, R&B soul stuff randomly. And then some random trailer stuff. That's just, you know, out left field kind of run field. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, there's gonna be some. There's gonna be, I'm sure. <laughs> you don't even know. It's just, well, it's like just one so of those, much. I've written a lot of collabs this year, and I know they're gonna come out next year. I just don't know when. So we'll see. Because I know like one or two are waiting on a couple like TV placements. Well, all you gotta so, do is just you know light a little fire, put a little fire under their ass, and be like, hey man, I gotta. You need to release a song now. Release it now. <laughs> Or you, better know, run. or you better run. Or you better run. You better run. Or the next song is going to be about you in the vein. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, that's all I have. Jake, do you have any questions? Um, well, I, I was going to ask her if she had anything you know, new coming out, but it sounds like she does have some stuff in the mix. Um, but do you have any messages you'd like to give to your fans or listeners or our listeners? Let's see. I will go towards your listeners too, especially because a lot of them are musicians. Whatever this year is, take it for what it is and make it your year. Don't be discouraged that it's not turning out how you thought it would be. Don't be upset that the way it was is not how it is and make this year something that you can take hold of and bring into 2021 and be a bigger person. Try a different like part of your music genre, like try live streaming, try, try something different and actually build your career in something that you've never 
stepped out of your box and done. So that's what I'm hoping for people because this year has been an exceller year for me because I was so used to touring, was so used to being on the road all the time and that was taken away from me. And honestly, I've excelled in some other parts. And like I said, now written so many songs, have so many releases coming out. So I hope that other artists can see the benefit instead of the pessimism and all this time and come out with something really good after all this. Awesome. Well, fantastic. Lauren, <laughs> thank you again so very much for joining us. You've been an extreme pleasure to have on the show. Thanks for um, having me, you guys. It was yeah, fun. of course. Yeah, you know, you're part fun. of the family now, so we I definitely appreciate that. Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to bump your music all the time. Yay. You know, get me in the mood to do anything because I could do anything. <gasps> I could go sit down and cry. I could go and clean. I could go and work out. I could just do everything. <laughs> I love it. And I I'll send it. you pictures of Jake's crying faces um, when he listens to your new oh, album. Oh, if he does, right. I'm posting it. I'm resharing it. That's happening. I love oh, that. He's going to like uh, Snapchat me or something with his crying face. She was right. She was not right. Again. <laughs> Please. I love it. No, this is great. But again, you know, thank you for coming on the show. Again, it was thank a pleasure you. and you're amazing. Your music's amazing. So uh, I, I hope great things happen in 2021 for you which I'm sure Thanks, they will. You guys You'll make well. it happen. <laughs> We're going to try. We're going to try. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks. All right, Music Junkies. That was Lauren Light. She was such a pleasure to have on the show, and she is super-duper talented. She's super versatile, like I said. Um, I don't know how I would describe her, but she's definitely somebody that you'd want to go and listen to. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely gets you in the feels. And a professional many... artist essentially yeah. is the kind of what what i would call her she's a professional artist yeah she does it for a living she does it i mean she's just all around a well-structured artist when business marketing music podcasting podcasting yeah. she does it she does it also she's a good resource for any artist listening and if you're not an artist she's a great resource for f getting you in your feels <laughs> for sure <laughs> you know what i mean because uh jake was already bawling his eyes out listening to some of our songs <laughs> bawling my eyes out you know there's just a couple of moments there where i was like i can relate a little too much there you know but anyways Ooh, you know, for me. we hope every one of you had a great new year's um i know 2020 sucked sucked for every fucking one it sucked for me it sucked for jake it sucked for you know every artist we've had on this show and i mean some actually benefited from getting the time off but it 2020 just sucked a lot of we lost a lot of people we lost you know a lot Rest of peace um we just it's just a dire time we just hope you know 2021 is a lot brighter and i hope it's a lot brighter for every one of you um like again if you ever guys ever need anything we're here um to talk to listen send us your music recommendations who are you listening to um anything anything you need and if you're a veteran struggling with you know your thoughts your mental illness mental health um there is a podcast that you should listen to it's called Vetterview. um one of my good friends he's a veteran from the marines um he created it for veterans so you know listen to them and 
uh, hopefully helps you through sometimes because they interview veterans and talk about their struggle with mental health, um, suicide thoughts, uh, and their time in the service. So listen to them and stay tuned for what we have 2021. We have great things coming to you and we're just so excited. We're so excited. <clears throat> Alrighty, guys, from both of us at Music Junkies, we love you and wish you the best. Stay safe out there.